Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dat Elyon Podcast. My name is Yo Glick, and I'm the director of Dat Elyon, Center for Jewish Meditation and Spiritual Training in the Holy City of Jerusalem. Delighted to bring you these talks about the spiritual life and explore new ways of looking at ancient traditions in the light of modern spirituality. We hope to open your mind and expand your heart through these podcasts. Today, I am having a conversation with my son, Rabbi Adur Glick, the rabbi of Temple Harzion in River Forest, Illinois, in the west suburbs of Chicago. Our subject is stillness. So the Bolshemtov teaches that Zohar says that God's name is Shabbat. And the rabbis tell us when the Shabbat, when the Sabbath comes in, then rest and stillness comes in. And then the Baal Shem Tov asks, if God is rest and stillness, why is the world, why are all human beings so restless? I think this is one of the great issues of our time. We're receiving so much input. We're so busy nonstop. Our schedules are filled from morning to night. How do we find rest? How do we find stillness within ourselves? And the Baal Shem Tov equates that stillness with being connected to the divine. So we can widen our question in a sense, how we define, how do we find, how do we discover, how we connect to the divine in the midst of all the movement and noise of our lives. As you know, this is a topic that's been much on my mind for many years, and in particular in this period of the coronavirus, where there's so much uncertainty, disruption, and turmoil in people's lives. How do we find stillness? How do you find stillness in your life as a rabbi at Temple Hosein? How do you bring that stillness to your congregants, especially at this time? It's a good question. I think that uh, on one level, it's impossible to give other people stillness if you don't have that stillness within yourself. So I, I often think that a big part of my my, my job is to is to find that flow of stillness within and to, to um, let let my work come from that place of stillness. And I really do see the difference when I'm um, teaching a class or giving a sermon or doing any of the things that I do when it's coming from my own place of stillness. Um, and, I, and I do think that maybe through through much practice, even when one is not feeling still, maybe there is still a stillness underneath that becomes 
part of one's being quality that we give off um, into the world. But I, I really think that the practices of Judaism um, help in that regard. And the the teaching about, you know, the, the Baal Shem Tov says about where, where, why are we so restless? And they, and, um, as you often answer, because we become disconnected from ourselves. So the, the work of finding our stillness is of reconnecting to ourselves. Um, and the, the, what, what I get from that, uh, on one hand is that the deeper, the more, the more connected we are to ourselves, the more still we are. And that means that, uh, the, our restlessness comes from, um, having lost, uh, that feeling of knowing who we are and where we are and where, where we want to go. Um, so, you know, meditation in the morning and davening in the morning, uh, you know, uh, help ground that place of connection to self. And then throughout the day, um, all, all the brachot, but uh, uh, there's also an element just of uh, mentally returning to that place. Um, what, what about you? You spend your, your whole day, doing so many different things and talking to many people and leading classes and meditations. And where do you find your stillness from? So I would say that uh, I myself um, find my stillness really as an ongoing moment-to-moment work or effort. And that really... It begins with the meditation, as you say, because meditation connects us to that place of profound stillness. And that really the thing that I found with meditation in my own life, because I was a very restless person, that really couldn't sit still for a minute and couldn't keep quiet for a minute. And meditation connecting me to a place within myself that was still. And I feel and have learned that that's the place where uh, we're connected to something greater than ourselves. That's who we really are. And when I can be centered in that place of connectedness, then that feeling of stillness and connectedness and of something greater than myself flows through everything I do. And it changes my way of interacting with everything. And I notice it completely, amazingly, you know, when I find myself talking too much, I find myself just going on for no reason, then I know that I've lost that connection. And we talked recently about babbling books, uh, shallow books, babble. Mm-hmm. And that when you're in that place of stillness, you get right to the point because you see it with clarity because you are quiet within. And that quiet within enables you to bring that quiet to everything you do. You know, one of the things I remember about uh, Shlomo, 
who was, you know, my, my uncle, your great uncle, my teacher. And he had this ability to be in that place of stillness. Mm-hmm. And it was something I spent many hours with him, watching him with other people. And people would come to him with tremendous difficulties, stressed out of their minds, just really a wreck. And he'd just stand there. He'd say an odd word or really this or that. But it was just this presence of stillness that would just change the whole way that person felt. And they'd leave completely different. And that's Mm -hmm. when I understood that power of that place of stillness. Where, Where did you think he found that stillness from? I think his music was one of the most important parts of that. When he was connected to music, then he was drawing on a whole other level of being. And that level, that that energy, that flow of sound, divine sound really on a level, just filled him and took him to a different place and connected him back to his true self. And you know, he, he was, in that place, he was just at a whole other state of consciousness. And he had that same place when he taught, mm. you know. And that, you know, so often that's how he had this connection where he would sing music, sing a, sing a melody, and then from there he'd be ready to teach. And he very the doors, much... The doors would open. That door was open, yeah. And he, oh, he learned that in Mojits, which was very <laughs> much, you know, they're the singing Hasidim, but not, mm-hmm. you know, music is their avodah, is their service and worship of God. And he spent a lot of time with them. And I think he learned that particular capacity there, and also in Lubavitch, where also the Nagunim are perhaps less melodic in some ways than Mojits, but they're powerful and really take you to a deep place. So he used music. I think in the same way I use meditation, or we use meditation, but also, you know, music was a meditation for him. Mm. And, um, you know, and I think we, we use our meditation to make our music alive in that way. I, I definitely think so. I, I, was, I was thinking as you were talking about um, that the place of stillness you know, I, I was thinking because we're talking and we're father and son and not that people should think that when we're all together growing up, that we're always just quiet or still, but that it's, it's, that, that, um, it's an inner place that puts one in tune with whatever, with oneself and one goes through life from that place of stillness. It doesn't mean you're always quiet, that there are no words coming from you. And when you were, when you were talking about and saying, <clears throat> that you um, you used to be very restless and now 
and then you found some stillness through meditation, um, I, I would say um, that you are a, a very still uh, person, but you also love, you also enjoy connecting and talking and and all of that. So it, 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 it's a, stillness is a state of mind um, and a place that we <clears throat> that we build um, within ourselves. And uh, I'm a, a father of young children, and you know you get to when you have when you have young children, then you're constantly surrounded by noise and even if there even if there isn't the, the actual noise of uh playing or of asking or of crying or uh laughing or whatever it is then one still feels their the the restlessness of young children but yet but yet the when one is when one is peaceful within oneself that doesn't doesn't create inner tension but when one is in a state of when one is in a state of inner tension, it is builds on itself. Um, and what you were talking about, the, the, the where, where Shlomo would find it and finding it in meditation. And there's such a, a marked difference from being in that place, which I, you know, I guess we also talk about as higher mind and being in that place of lower mind, being a place, being connected to ourselves as being in a place of higher mind on some, it's a little bit more complex maybe, but. No, very much um, so. Yeah. But there is also a a, a feeling of um, clarity, of seeing the big picture, and of being able to uh, make the the decisions uh, that we need to, both day to day and in, and in the greater aspects of our life, with the clarity that we need. Definitely, I, I think that. Um... I think that that stillness brings clarity. And so the restlessness is, is, is also, a, as you're saying, it's a restlessness of mind. And I think that, you know, the intellectual mind, which is what we call in the lower mind, is a di- very dynamic force. It's not a, a quiet force it's not a still force it's always moving and that's its power it can just you know i mean you feel it actually like when you do chavruta study studying in pairs the the back and forth the stimulating the mind stimulating another idea another idea and it all just becomes fully alive but that's not something that creates connects you to this place of stillness it connects you, it helps you understand, it, it brings up new ideas, it insights, but it doesn't make you still. And that's one of the reasons I think that, you know, I find that many yeshiva, bochrim, uh, yeshiva students are unbelievably restless because there's no part of their practice that connects them to that place of stillness. And the kind of learning, when it's learning like Talmudic learning, it, it's all learning in the mind. It's intellect. And therefore, it stimulates that restless part of our mind that is always moving. And that, that's why uh, contemplative prayer, meditation, learning or contemplating spiritual wisdom are all paths that help you build that place of stillness. 
But they do, you, do you think it's even? To it. And 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 I, I um, yeah. What do you want to say? I was going to say I'm uh, you know a uh, uh, thought of um, is is it, it 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 I think it is still possible to have the 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 mind that analyzes the thinks that that does all of which are the stimulated mind work while you still are feel the 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 the, the connection the peace the stillness I mean is it possible to 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 argue over peace when you're in when you're in stillness. Uh, you can, but you're learning it from a different place completely. You're mm-hmm. learning it from a place of, of stillness. You know, we talk, you know, again, uh, the teaching that the Baal Shem Tov says that, you know, when you study, it's supposed to be connecting you to God. So therefore, you're supposed to first connect up to that inner place and then study. And you have to keep coming back every hour to that place to reconnect so that your study comes from that place. And then the words of study, whatever they are, you know, he wasn't talking just about learning Kabbalah or mysticism. He was talking about learning Halacha, learning Jewish law, you know, Shukhadaruch, Gemara, Talmud. But for him, it was the place you learned from that completely changed the difference. And so if you're in that place of higher mind, of stillness, of connection, then you look at the text completely differently. I mean, again, I, I spent some time learning Gemara with uh, Soloveitchik at Yeshiva University. And that's how we learned Gemara. His Gemara wasn't, you know, it was contemplative. It was about great ideas. It was about really getting into the heart and depth of what was being discussed rather than all the details. And that came from being in that philosopher's mind in the deepest sense, that place of deep thinking and learning from that place. And I also learned with Talmud with Shlomo that way, that he would teach the Talmud from a place of that inner voice, that inner sight, that inner understanding. And then the pages opened up in a different way. So you can do that. You can sit there and do that, but it becomes a completely different experience. You're not getting up and yelling back and forth at each other and stomping back and forth or, you know, pacing back and forth across the room. It's 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 a completely different process and it takes you into that stillness you know you might get very excited on one level but inside you're going deep Mm -hmm. and that depth is you're going to the depths of the stillness because you're going to the depth of your own soul and that's really what the stillness is Mm-hmm. And that's going back to what you said, you know, that that, connect, that restlessness comes from a lack of connection to the depth of our own being. Part, part, of, part, of, part, of, part of the, one of the reasons meditation is so powerful in doing that, I think, I mean, one, one, one needs the divine help to connect to that place on one on one hand i think that the, you know we, we get there through our efforts and we build that place but 
God is part of the process. And sometimes, sometimes we do 90% of the work and sometimes we do 10, but it, it's part of the, part of the dynamic star play, but also that the, 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 the restlessness comes from being, um, pulled, pulled outwardly. When I, whenever I teach, when I teach meditation, I always, I begin by saying, you know, we're, we're so used to being focused outwards because that's how we need to live our lives and do everything we usually do that we, we, we don't get, we don't, we're, we're not focused within ourselves and that the, the meditation provides a way to, um, dig deep within and to, and, and to, to once you find that place, latch your consciousness onto it and to, and, and then that becomes where you are. Um, I, I would, I would, for my, for my work as a rabbi, um, we have a program about a movie coming up. So we are, I, I was watching a movie last night and I was, just thinking about the the effects um, uh, of, of of watching uh, uh, you know a movie is just normal life right um, but it pulls at so many different parts you know, of one's mind of one's emotions and very it was a great movie but it pull it pulls you there and then um, it takes you a little bit out of that meditative place or it takes you out of the, the stillness um, and uh, I mean, there's there's this this interplay. Um, I mean, in some ways, one could say, isn't it the whole of the religious spiritual life is is the interplay between finding that place and losing it, and finding it again, and, and making going ever more deeply into it, and all the practices of Judaism, all the mitzvot, all the all the um, rituals of Judaism, all the brachot are there to. Help us throughout the day um, f- find find that place of um, of better self, of deeper self, of um, more expanded mind, of more open heart, that are the result of being in that state of mind. I think so, but I think it's also a reverse process. It's about bringing that state of mind into all the normal things of life, and and so you know making a meal. Uh, a place where that stillness is part of it, where you're centered. And when you're centered, then you're completely present. And therefore you can, you know, you know, there's lots of people that like, I watch them and they eat completely unconscious. They sit at the table. They might be talking, might not be talking. They're shoveling the food in their mouth. And they're not aware of anything that's happening. And they could finish off, like I've watched people finish off a whole box of cookies or something without even noticing that they started it. And that's from a lack of that stillness. It's literally the restlessness. And they're just trying to fill up that restlessness. And But if you have that place of stillness, then you're aware, you're present to what you're doing. And therefore, you're aware of how, you know, you won't eat a whole box. And secondly, you'll actually taste the food. You know, so the whole idea of mindfulness is, is very much connected to this stillness. And this stillness is bringing presence into everything you're doing. So you can actually experience that moment in life. And I think that one of the things that uh, 
my Jewish life did for me was to bring me to that sense of being present and living consciously in life. And meditation augmented that a thousandfold because it really focused me in that place. And Mm -hmm. really that's our challenge is you can meditate in a cave and be still, Mm -hmm. but can you walk in the world and be amid all the turmoil and still be still? Can you be dealing with your kids yelling and screaming and still be still, holding that place of connection. Well, I think also that the the the, re- the restlessness um, is what what leads most many people to seek out spiritual life or even maybe religious life in general. That's the the feeling of the, the what the rest the restlessness and the the impact of that restlessness on your life. And the circumstances it leads you to, for a lot of people, that's what, you know, um, makes them think, well, I'd like to, they they feel an intuitive feeling that um, by searching out um, something spiritual, religious, they'll be able to find something that will lessen that restlessness, that will give them more, a a greater sense of well-being and of peace. Um, and that's why they begin to search it out, and then it becomes a whole journey with many different steps and and stages um, to to it. And maybe even even if it's not meditation, um, and perhaps even if it's not prayer, the sense of community for people might also begin give them some of that feeling of less um, restlessness. Um, in, in their lives or of, of looking for something. So I get, I guess, uh, not sure how much more time we have, but, you know, if someone were to be listening to you right now and to be hearing you talk about the restlessness of eating a whole, a whole package of cookies and recognize themselves in that gesture, if it's not that particular one, but that aspect of mind that, that, you know, no, the last day, in the last hour, in the last week, all the times where they were restless in their minds and they were unconscious. What's a first step to, to gaining peace? So I think the first step to gaining peace is to learn to pause. Just learn to pause, to stop for a moment and listen. Stop for a moment and just sense life around you. Stop for a moment and take a breath. Stop for a moment and look around. Stop for a moment and become aware of how you're feeling. Stop for a moment, become aware of what's happening with the people around you and how they're feeling. And that pausing, that stopping, that moment, that breaking the movement is how you start to move from restlessness to rest and stillness. And from that place, you learn how to build that stillness within you until you learn how to live in that place. 
And it's a constant, you know, struggle. You're in it, you're out of it. You're in it, you're out of it. But you keep going back. You keep using everything you can to take you back. And that stillness has a way of growing on its own once you keep going there. To say God provides that extra bit of help and it becomes a place that you know and can tap into. And so that's, I think, you know, the the key. And I think you're right. I think we'll finish with this because it's really um, it's about as place that we want to end with is that this world so desperately needs this stillness now. And each of us have an opportunity to change our relationship with our life, with ourself, and with our world by learning to tap into that place of stillness, making it the center point of our life. If we can do that, then we'd be at peace. If we can do that, we'll be present. If we can do that, we'll be ourselves. And there's no more wonderful gift than to be who you really are. Thank you, Adu. As always, it's wonderful to talk with you. And thank you, everyone, for being with us today. It's been great to be together. And I hope your mind has been stimulated by this conversation. And still. Consciousness expanded, your heart blown wide open. And I look forward to sharing this time together with everyone next week. I'm forward to doing further podcasts with Adil. And in the meanwhile, check out our website, org. You can also join my incredible webinar series, Soul Adventures, that is becoming a uh, new series starting the spiritual evolution of a human being. And you can find how to register for that series on our website at alien.org. And next time you're in Jerusalem, drop in and see us here. And if it's your Chicago, drop in at Temple Zion and say hi to Adir. You will enjoy the visit. Shalom. Peace be with you all. <laughs>